Hey everybody, this is Taylor Rotwell back with another Laravel snippet. It is June 28th here in the office, wrapping up another week of working on Laravel. I haven't been here in a few weeks uh, because we actually took a family vacation to Europe uh, starting a couple weeks ago. And uh, I also was at Laravel Live UK in London. That was the first stop on our trip. And then we flew to Switzerland and then we flew to Paris. So I was gone for about a week and a half and was uh, playing catch up last week when I got back to the office. But we had a really great time. Uh, Laravel Live UK, I think, went really well. Really well organized conference uh, by John and the Laravel Live UK team. Uh, really cool to meet uh, some new people and uh, see some familiar faces as well. So this week I'm just wrapping up uh, working on a bunch of uh, Laravel Vapor stuff, which will be unveiled at Laracon. And there were some pretty cool uh, PRs that came in recently. One that just went in this week was the Where Has Morph method for Eloquent. Uh, this was contributed by Jonas Stoudemire. Um and basically, we already had an eloquent where has method where you can pull, say, uh, blog posts that have comments. And you don't want to pull any blog posts that don't have comments. So you can say post where has comments, get, or something like that. Uh, but it wasn't really possible to do that for morph, uh, polymorphic relationships uh, on the morph2 side. So now that is possible via the where has morph method. Actually, a pretty. Uh, it's a more complex query to write, I think, and um, definitely something you probably wouldn't want to do by hand. So I'm glad that's uh, in the core of the framework now. I also uh, worked last night a little bit on just uh, kind of polishing up the Laravel UI package. Um, if you're not aware about this, um, right now Laravel in uh, the 5.8 version ships with some view uh, scaffolding and some bootstrap scaffolding and stuff like that. And if you run the make auth command, it generates those views for you. So for Laravel, the next major release of Laravel, um, I extracted that out into a Laravel slash UI composer package, which you can just compose or acquire in and then run the UI command and with the auth option and it generates all the same views. It works pretty much the exact same way as the make auth command. And that's just because, um, I don't know, a lot of people just felt pretty opinionated about um, Laravel coming with that stuff out of the box. So I just decided to ship it into a package instead. It also lets us do um, iterate on the package, you know, at a different pace than we actually do the framework itself. So we could have a major release of the package that's totally separated from the major release cycle of the framework. So it sort of decouples the iteration cycle um, of those two things. I'm also just a little unsure about how I want to evolve that package over time. Um, Part of me would like to see more in terms of options there. Um, so, of course, we would like to add support for Tailwind, uh, which we did use when building Laravel Vapor. And also just maybe like some more fleshed out screens um, that maybe are a little more helpful in terms of building a real application, like maybe a, you know, a user setting screen where they can change their password or email address. Um, just a couple more things to kind of flesh that out and kind of find some happy medium between what we have now and something, you know, pretty robust like Laravel Spark. Uh, so something kind of in between there, I think would be maybe kind of interesting, but who knows? Um, uh, I may dabble with that, you know, later in the year at the beginning of next year and see if um, I can come up with anything interesting. I also saw a tweet from Jeffrey Way today about um, authorization when building sort of view 
uh, single page applications with the Laravel backend. And that is uh, kind of a pain point for people. And he was asking, you know, what people did. And he was thinking about sending a JSON structure of uh, these sort of possible permissions down to the front end and then uh, using some method on the front end to see if the current user had that permission. And that's exactly the approach I took with Laravel Vapor where um, each user sort of has a column called permissions in the database and it's just an array of permission strings, kind of like scopes. Um, so ex for example, um, in a forge context, it might be like server colon create or something like that it might be a permission. So I sent all those down for the current user, uh, when the page loads and then just sort of have them on the JavaScript side. And then I have a view mix in, uh, called interacts with authorization that just takes the, um, I pass it uh, within that mix in. I mean, there's a can method that I pass a string for the permission, and then that just checks the list of permissions that we have stored um, as an array. So it's actually a really simple approach, and I think works really well because within my view templates, I can just use the can method uh, almost just like I'm used to using it on the back end. So it's actually really nice. Um, so anyway, just a real simple approach that I haven't actually had any problems with on Laravel Vapor, and I think it worked out pretty well. Uh, there was also, um, I was looking into some Laravel performance stuff this week, because when I ask for when I ask for Laravel pain points, there's always like one or two people that pipe up and say we should focus on performance. And, um, you know, that sounds like a pretty good idea, actually, and it, I mean, it probably is a fine idea. And so I was like, okay, I'll just kind of look at it um, for a little bit. I've looked at it a lot in the past. And I just kind of discovered that on my machine, the framework itself only spends a few milliseconds actually processing a request. On my machine, it was consistently around maybe three and a half or four milliseconds. Um, so when I saw that, uh, that's with basically every feature enabled and only config cache enabled. It didn't even have op cache enabled on my machine. Um, so the only performance kind of tweak I did was just do the config cache artisan command. And I was already seeing those speeds, which I've, I've seen similar speeds before, like on traditional servers. Um, so um, it felt like pretty accurate uh, reading in terms of how long the framework actually spends processing a request. So it's a very short amount of time, actually. Um, and Laravel is a full stack framework. It's a pretty big full stack framework. Um, so I just kind of, it kind of made me think, you know, like even if we devoted uh, weeks of time into trying to improve the performance and cut out a bunch of features and made them sort of opt in, <clears throat> almost like a Symphony Flex approach. Um, not that Symphony Flex is bad or is a bad approach, but if we did something like that, um, where we spent a bunch of time working towards that, and we doubled the framework performance, it's really only a performance benefit of two milliseconds. Um, say we go from four milliseconds to two milliseconds or like three and a half milliseconds to 1.75 milliseconds. Sure, we spent a lot of time and we cut out a bunch of stuff um, that you now have to opt back into. And we, we didn't save, you know, barely two milliseconds. So for many applications, I would say probably 99% of applications or maybe even higher than 99, 99 point something percent of applications, that's irrelevant. You know, that's an irrelevant performance boost. And you can spend way more time than that just establishing a database connection without even running a single query. So 
you know, it just kind of made me think that it's maybe the wrong tree to be barking up. And uh, I don't think there's probably many people out there using Laravel that um, where Laravel is really their bottleneck. Matter of fact, I have basically had nobody come to me and tell me that in the past eight years that I've been building Laravel and I've run into some people building some pretty high traffic applications. Uh, usually their bottlenecks are other places, you know, database. And if it's not just database query performance, it's actually scaling to the amount of connections the database can handle because MySQL can't handle like an unlimited amount of connections. You know, you will hit a connection limit and, and other stuff like that. You know, it's not so much their PHP framework performance. Um, so yeah, I don't know what that means, you know, for the future of Laravel. And I think micro frameworks in general are a very interesting subject and sort of a, my personal belief is they're more of like a psychological thing more than they are an actual technical decision. Um, a lot of people just feel sort of psychologically more comfortable, um, if they have a certain personality type when they are using a micro framework, because they feel like, um, it just feels lighter and it makes them feel better and feel like their application will be faster. Even if it's, their application doesn't really require, um, you know, the small amount of performance benefits you're actually going to get from that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, uh, ask me about Lumen and sort of the future of Lumen and when is Lumen going to get some attention, but, it's sort of a weird question because the whole point of a micro framework is sort of have this limited feature set. So if we're always adding to Lumen or always doing new things with Lumen, it doesn't really feel like a micro framework anymore. And to me, a micro framework can just be done. And, uh, you know, I think from my perspective, I do basically consider Lumen done in terms of features and it has pretty much all the features. It really has more features than I even set out to or intended to add to it uh, when I first launched it. But because people, people sort of, they think they want a micro framework a lot of times where they sort of naturally gravitate eventually towards adding more and more features until they're right back where they started with sort of a full stack framework. Cause at first Lumen didn't even have views and people were like, you know, well, we want views. And so we add that back in and soon, you know, Lumen can send emails and can do notifications <laughs> and can do all kinds of stuff. So I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know what my final verdict on all that is, but I think most people probably would be better off just starting with Laravel because they don't actually need uh, the few milliseconds that Lumen will buy them. And it's just, you have all the features there when you need them. And if you're not using them, most of the features don't cost you any performance uh, penalty anyway. So yeah, that's my uh, kind of brain dump on micro frameworks in general. And, you know, I, I just feel like it, micro frameworks are more of a psychological play more than a technical decision, um, at least in the PHP world a lot of times. So uh, that's kind of what's been going on in my world this week. Next week, I'll actually be gone again because it is uh, our 10th wedding anniversary here. So we're taking a little trip off to Cabo. So I probably won't have an update for you next week. And then we're just a, once I get back, we're just a few weeks out from Laracon 2019. We have about 900 attendees right now. Um, quite a few speakers this year since the slots are 30 minutes a piece. Uh, there's still a few tickets out there because just because of cancellations and stuff. Um, so you still are able to go out and buy uh, a few tickets. And of course I'll be there and uh, we'll be debuting some uh, some cool new stuff. So make sure to check that out. All right, so I'll talk to you again in a couple weeks.